Welcome back to Talking Baseball. We got schedules, we got intra squad games, we got a season coming your way. We think, let's talk about it as if it is. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. I got Jake here. We got Trev coming to us from California. Producer BBD's in the room. And we have a bunch of schedules. We got some intra-squad games out here in New York. The Yankees were on TV. Things are happening. We're moving. The testing, maybe it's getting resolved. Who knows? Jake, how are you doing? I'm great, Jim. It's the best time of the year. Uh, deep diving into intra-squad games without outfielders and pitchers getting warm in the outfield during the games. We got we got a real treat. We got to see some live PFP, some pitchers fielding practice, which was a real treat. And then, uh, yeah, man, just, just seeing guys get back into it around the league. I think there was almost a full 360. I was pretty nervous about the testing stuff. Um, and that was the headlines for a full day. And then each team kind of played an intra-squad game, and now almost all those stories are gone. So uh, I'm doing well. I've got a really odd posture right now, but it's feeling good, so I'm going to let it ride. And uh, I don't know, just kind of wish I was getting nasty in Calabasas with Trev right now. Is that what's happening over there, Trev? I don't know about getting nasty. Mm. But I woke We're all up spelling it, it with an I at the end, right? Oh, it's kind of like thick with two C's. The yeah. I when you hold it down on the iPhone and it gives you two dots on top of it. Yes. Like, yeah. Cam, like Cam Newton's typing it. Yes. Huh. Or Clevenger okay. if we want to keep it baseball. Clev, come on. Baseball pod. I love Cam Newton. Got to say. I want to do shrooms with Clev. Put that on the record. Next. Gosh. I mean, I've had my experiences. I think I'm done with the Oh, with the really? Mushrooms. But I appreciate you guys interrupting me telling our fans how I'm feeling today. Tell us. I, I woke up in a great mood. I'm feeling great. I have a few questions for you guys about the inner squad games, about the schedules. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about the testing, things I've heard from the guys around the league. It's a good day. Mm. Did either of you watch the schedule show? The schedule announcement oh, show? Oh, yes. I don't get MLB Network at home. So. Presented by Camping World. Yeah, so I did not watch it. Can you tell me what it was like? Uh, so we guessed at it, and we were pretty close. Um, I, I think the only thing we were off on was they did more, like, team-by-team team individual reveals. Like, they did the they did the full opening night slate. And then there's like a following opening night because they're not having everyone play on Thursday or the 23rd, whatever day that is. So they kind of had both opening nights. And then it was kind of funny because they went, they tried to do a football schedule release and they talked about like big matchups and, you know, oh, these this team returns here. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, let's see what's going on in the season, but... And then they showed what they were going to do for the Trevor Plouffe advanced fielding days. Like, they're going to have a... They're going to hold a Jackie Robinson day. They're going to hold a um, a, a couple holiday-type games where they'll change some jerseys and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the show was, was pretty bad. I watched the first minute, and then uh, I took Noodle outside to go... Poop, and I was gonna do a hilarious video where I was gonna make fun of the Yankee. I was gonna like, I was like, all right, I'm talking Jake here. This is the Yankees' first half of the schedule. They're gonna have to navigate it well. And here's Noodle the Doodle Dog with the second half of the Yankees' schedule, and it was just gonna be him taking a shit, but he didn't poop. So, did you hate that? So then I did. You should have pooped and then had him squat over yeah. it, and the comments would have been like, it. that's human shit. <laughs> Jake, did you just shit and make Only, your dog squat over I, it? I normally would do that, but I was at Central Park, and that'd be strike three. So, Okay. What is going on right now with you two? Presented Get by Camping together. World. Presented by Camping World. Trev, Trev. My goodness. In a 162-game season, what was your relationship with the schedule announcement 
and the schedule. Did you did you look ahead past the month? Did you look past the week? Did you just look for California road trips? Um, what? How did you? It's it's 2016. I say the schedule's been released. What are you doing when you first see it? I think the first thing that everybody does, and you kind of know what division you're going to play interleague, but you don't know where you're going to play these teams. So everyone goes and says, okay, mm-hmm. we're playing the NOS. Like, are we going here? Where are we going? And then after that, you look at your off days and you say, oh, shoot, I got a, I got a um, day game and then an off day and we're in New York. Like, what are we doing? Like, stuff like that is kind of what you look to. And then you'll set your eyes towards end of the season where it's like obviously I didn't have a lot of these experiences in my time with the twins but you look like hey we're in a playoff race what's the last two weeks look like because that's always fun to speculate and be like okay we're say we're two games up and now we got to face these guys blah 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 so the schedule release was always fun I don't think you need to have a show about it because you're not the NFL but um, definitely something that each guy so – I think it usually comes out when? Like December or January? When does it come out typically? I, mean, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't even tell you. I don't yeah, even, that's the thing. Is you, it's not a big deal usually. Schedule release isn't – I don't – like this is 60 games, so I looked at it because it's a little more fun. But when it's 162 games, do you know, BBD? Are you a schedule release guy? I'm try, the only hint I could give you is the – the Yankee fans were so excited for Houston this year. So when did that happen? January? I want to say know. it's actually earlier than that. And it might even be September, like end of the season. They already have next year's schedule lined up. I, I'm pretty sure that's. I think they kind of like roll out a good amount of it pretty early like that now. But they like give you the official times and lock yeah, the times everything are different. in for sure in January mm-hmm. or something. They'll change a few games to Sunday night games and all that, but. Yeah, yeah, so, all right, that's cool. Good to know. But I, I, I applaud MLB Network for doing the release show. I just think it's inc- incredibly hard to structure that in a way to make it interesting. Like, I tried thinking about it for a while, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how you would present all of that information in an interesting way. Actually, that's kind of what we're doing right now. This is what this yeah. episode is. So we'll see how we do. <laughs> I have a question for you guys that has been on my brain for a long time. Yes. I just want to, like, before I forget it. Yeah. Everyone always talks about the NFL, and they're so popular. And Sunday is essentially the NFL's day. Like, they own Sunday. Yep. And that's cool. They play 16 games. Uh, they're trying to get that 17th game in there, I believe. But they play 16 games a year, so I understand why, like, there's a fever for it on Sundays. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have MLB that plays 162 games, which – most people will look at me like, my goodness. But if, let's just say, hypothetically, the MLB is like, you know what? Let's go that route. Let's do the shortened season thing. Let's do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's it. Let's mm-hmm. play 60 games, or let's even go less than that. If MLB went down to 32 games, do you think it would be as popular or even more popular as the NFL is on Sunday? Like, do you think there'd be more fanfare over those Saturday and Sunday games than there is the NFL on a Sunday? Maybe it becomes a day. It's really a completely different sport, and we're going to witness that and feel that out this yeah. summer. But, I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know. That's not how I intake baseball. So, well, like you said, we're going to get that this year. This is – this. To the the best that we are ever probably going to actually get it. No, that's not that's not what you're saying. You're saying three days a week. We're getting seven days a week. You'd be ingesting baseball very differently. It would be you know people. You'd plan a weekend to Baltimore and stuff. It'd be like football games. Like when I lived in Denver, you could tell who the opposing who the opposing team was on Thursday night because they packed the city. So that aspect would be pretty cool. Uh, Like we would you know if the Yankees were playing. Baltimore for a four gamer on the weekend like hey let's head down let's go catch a few games so I think that's a cool aspect and I guess series would matter more I would in in that fake dream world I would almost spread out the season a little more so yeah if you're gonna do those weekend sets 
Um, and then maybe each team gets a bye week. And, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting concept, I think. Uh, <laughs> Could they get 100,000 100, 100, people in a stadium? In a baseball stadium? If they did that. They said it was just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Probably not. For the big series, but that's kind of it. Okay. Yeah, it just doesn't – see, the thing is, this is the exactly what I don't like about Manfred. Don't make baseball football. I don't like <laughs> football that much. I love yeah. baseball. I like being able to sit down at the dinner with my parents and my brothers and sisters and the game's on, and you can pay attention to both while having a conversation. I like that after dinner, you go sit down and you watch the the fourth through the ninth inning, and you're kind of just chilling and relaxing, and my mom can be reading a book, and my dad can be doing this, but we're all watching the game together. Like, I don't need a big gung-ho, it's game day! It's just not baseball. That's not what baseball is. Yeah. So, like, that's what Manfred's mindset seems to be, trying to make it football. They're two completely yeah. different atmospheres. Instead of trying to buy off football's atmosphere just embrace you have a conversational sport it's slow you talk while it happens you enjoy things you think and and discuss the pitch sequence it's not like a game day let's chug some beers go to the parking lot it's not what it is oh you're getting it's, me fired up right now yeah. yeah can you say game day again game day i've got a couple things <laughs> that i how I long need. are you going to be in that position dude i'm so comfortable for the people that don't I know jake tell. has when you put the baseball bat Behind your back, but in front of your arms to I've get that. I got my arms locked get with the, the bat behind the twisty me. stretch in. That's what he's doing. And it feels great. My posture's fantastic. A couple things. One, okay. I caught you. I think you almost said, I think for your life, your whole speech has been watching the game with my family and my mom's doing something. I think your speech almost turned into watching the game with my family, which is a pretty nice step for you. Got a fiance and stuff, dog. Like, yeah, ooh, yep. that. I don't know if Mac likes baseball yet. That's adult gym. Uh, I promise right you, Mac. Mac likes baseball. So, and uh, you know, harpooning into Jimmy's point—that's not a phrase—is like the baseball football comparison. Instead of trying to get that hundred thousand on a couple days, let's lean into the twenty, thirty thousand every day. That really. Yeah. Inhale the sport. It's kind. Of, it's my podcast comparison. Like when people listen to Joe Rogan, they are lost in it for three hours, and that's baseball. And Joe Rogan just got the biggest deal ever. Like let's lean into the people that are locked into baseball, and other people will come. That's why, like you know, there's losers like us watching an intra squad game where yeah. Phil Nevin's hitting PFP to guys. Like let's lean into those folks, and then others will come who like the game. Stop trying to get casual fans and just allow the people that love your sport turn casuals into diehards. Don't just go scraping for casuals. That's what I've been saying. You know, football's great. It's so many casual fans. It's so easy to be a football fan. It's one game. I, I do people have. People barely watch the, it. They just the go reason and drink football, and eat it. Yeah, the reason football, and I think this is like probably not talked about enough, but the real reason that football is so damn popular in the U.S. is because fantasy football. If there was well, no fantasy football, football would not be the sport that it is. Obviously, it still would draw eyes, and people love the game of football, but that has gotten the casual fan. I mean, we're talking about every demographic is playing fantasy football, and now you're knowing guys from all across the league that you would never would have known, and they have that stranglehold on that kind of fantasy world that baseball hasn't they're trying to tap into, and people do play fantasy baseball, but not at the same rate that they do fantasy football. I think they've done such a good job leaning into that, and the players I, have bought into it too. I have the solution if you guys want to hear it. Yes. It's an app because the whole, the whole thing nowadays, the, the, the great baseball argument is, you know, NBA, you see LeBron, and he's got the ball in his hands every possession. Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Soto, Acuna, you know, you're going to see them take four at-bats a game. Instead of blacking out the games and restricting people, why don't we have an app that every time Judge comes up, you get a notification. Every time Acuna comes up, you get a notification. And then you tie that to fantasy baseball so people have their teams and they say, oh, shoot, Harper's up, let me go see it. Doesn't that exist? Not for baseball. It's like a red, you're talking about like a red zone for baseball. Red zone meets fantasy for baseball. Like yeah. if I have the ESPN app, it'll alert me when my players are up. 
in games. Right, but, but I'm saying you could actually watch them. Oh, so you would need you're just combining MLB TV and fantasy baseball app. A little bit. Someone could make that app very easily. Well, so easily. They'd have to well, stop blacking out the games. But yeah, like people want to see stars, on, right? Our guy Keith was on Twitter today and he made a great point. MLB.tv offering $60 subscriptions for the 60 game season. Yeah. Yet <laughs> for 162 games it was $120. So they're actually charging you more per game. Yeah. And they're still blacking things out. It's ridiculous. I don't think they're blacking things out. Oh, they stopped that? I think they are. And I mean, that, it makes zero sense for them to continue blackouts. I, I'd say my only final point on that, and we're a little off the tracks, which I like because we're talking baseball, but, I mean, picture, you know, you're at a bar, you're hanging out with buddies, and, you know, his first two at-bats, Freddie Freeman hit a home run. Like, for that third at-bat, then you get, like, everyone who's on the app is like, Freddie Freeman's up trying to hit his third home run. People would click that. The casuals would click that because we love that shit. That's the whole Maguire-Sosa thing. So, all right, I'm coming down. Yeah. Uh, MLB TV, like, does sort of do that when you have it. Like, it'll be like a no-hitter, and then you click it, and the game's on. Yeah, like, right. You know what I mean? So it's just tie it to fantasy. So the MLB, MLB TV put out a thing that says uh, – Works. It's the change. What Keith is referencing, the change. We're excited to bring you every 2020 out of market regular season game. So out of market. Yeah. So they didn't change it. I don't think they can just change that on a whim. They have to wait till the cable deals end and then change. Unless they want to. Whole thing was supposed to be because of fans in the building. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying. I think they're tied to contracts. That. They don't care about well, contracts. They just they've got to contract lawyers. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know that. They've got contract lawyers. Oh, yeah. man. Good. Well, all right. The schedule has come out, and according to an article on theathletic.com written by Tim Britton. Job, Tim. He concluded that the Twins have the easiest schedule in the league, the Orioles have the hardest, the Reds benefited the most, the AL West is hurt the most, and the NL East is basically the same. So those are some points. I mean, we can go into some team schedules and do it. There's there's, there's not a whole lot there. Like, my early thing is the Yankee schedule looks super easy. I got cocky when I read it. If the Blue Jays aren't a threat. The Blue Jays can be pesky. I'm not saying I think the Blue Jays can dominate the Yankees. The Yankees have a lot of talent. But... They can go like five and five, six and four. Like if the if the Blue Jays have the ability, if they're at all cylinders to do that, if the Blue Jays are down and out and they're not really playing for anything at the tail end of the season, Yankee schedule at the end is super easy. I looked at the Astros, kind of the same thing. They play this Texas Rangers six times at the end of the season, and the Arizona Diamondbacks three. The Diamondbacks could be trying for the wild card. Or they could be terrible. The Texas Rangers could be trying for a wild card. Like, they they have a competitive team, or they could be completely out of it. So, like, it seems like all the schedules I look at, there's one team where it's like, that's a pushover or that's a pesky team. And that makes or breaks um, schedules. I have one other here. The Rays' schedule is very weird. They end the season with two interleague games, the Mets and the Phillies. The Rays' August is brutal. They go Boston, Boston, Yankees, 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 Boston, 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 Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Yankees, 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 Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. Like the, the Rays' August blows. So I know there's a lot of other teams. There's a lot of schedules. I, I don't really know where we're going with this. Do you have any initial takes, Jake? Uh, I'll kick it to Trevor first because the I told you earlier the only thing that's going through my head right now, which I think is the fun of it for every fan base, but is the the mental spin zone. It's do you want to see that easy schedule late? Do you want to see the easy schedule early? Do you want to, uh, I guess from a player's perspective, if you were in this 60-game sprint, would you want to see... You know, would you want to see almost the best teams first and get it out of the way? Or, uh, you know, because I think so, one of the schedules I saw highlighted was the Brewers, I think. And their first couple series, they, they had a couple competitives, but then I think they had a nice stretch where it was like Royals, Tigers, and it was like, okay, I kind of like that for the Reds because they can, everyone's going to be easing into this season. 
and then almost two weeks in, there's going to be no excuses, and that's when the Reds are going to be hitting the easy part of their schedule. So I like that spin zone. So I, I guess, Trevor, from the player aspect or whatever aspect you want. I can spin it any way you want. You know, mm. initially I was thinking to myself, you probably want your harder games first because you have expanded rosters. You're able to exploit some platoon matchups. And you might have your full team. You kind of never know what's going to happen towards the end of the year. But the flip side of that is you go out and you get hot and you win your first you know, 15 of 20 games, and you're kind of just sitting pretty after that. So I think all of it is a crapshoot because we've seen how many guys have been tested positive for COVID. And, you know, the percentage is the, what the percentage is. But I'm just saying, like, we, we don't know where these teams are going to be at with their roster at any point during this season. So, yeah, the Yankees could have the easiest schedule towards the end. But if they lose, like, two of their starting pitchers to – COVID, then we're like, oh, this is completely different. And it could happen to anybody. So we're going over the schedules, and we're kind of assuming that it's just like full strength of your roster for everybody, but we know that's not going to be the case. So I'm very – it's – we'll see what happens, man. Like, that's going to be the biggest storylines of the year. I mean, they're going to – it's – what team keeps their players off of the COVID list? that team's probably going to do the best throughout mm. the year. The Yeah, I agree. It's also like if a team gets bad, you know, if the team starts off, are they just gonna, say the Nationals get off to a horrible start again like they did last year, does Scherzer and crew just opt out? Be like, this ain't worth the risk anymore. See ya. And then whoever plays the Nationals at the end of the year, is that now literally a joke schedule? I yeah. Think you, I think you could see that, dude. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the Cubs have back-to-back off days. They're the only team that they're like you. You only get six off days, and the Cubs have two of them stacked. I wonder, Trev, as a player, wow. does that good double rest day almost feel like you know a whole month off, or are you like, hey, what the fuck? Why didn't you spread this out? I, I don't think you like it. I don't. I, and I was I was looking to see if there was some kind of travel that they needed to do, and it was like a day game after a night game, whatever. Um, but there's not. So that's interesting that they're doing it, but because they're at home. Because if you look at the schedule, they're playing St. Louis yeah. on the 18th, then two off days, and they don't play again until the 21st at home. So I don't know what's that, what that's about. If I was a Cubs player, I would not like that. It gets you out of rhythm. I'm sure what they're going to do is that second off day, they're probably going to have an optional practice, which is like, you know, as a player, you're just like, I want that off day. Like, spread them out and give me the off day. I don't need to come back for practice on one of my off days. Yeah, the other thing is, you know, they're opening up on the 23rd with the Yankees at the Nationals and the Giants at the Dodgers. That sucks for the teams that got pegged for those games because they have to get rid of one of their off days after one game. So you want to use your off days. You get six of them to rest and rejuvenate after a series, after six games. But because they're the opening you know, that's opening day in case of a rain out. They always give you an off day right after. So the Yankees have an off day and the Nationals right after opening day, which does kind of suck for them. Yeah, why are, why are they doing that? Because the other teams, the San Fran and the Dodgers, don't have they're Because they're not, they're not interleague. They're playing each other. They can mm-hmm. play a four-game set and keep it like that. Mm-hmm. So them getting Culver Scherzer for the marketable reason, which is good, good, good move market-wise. It does suck for Yankees and Nationals that they burn an off day early. They basically only have five off days during the 60 games because you burn one right away. So and that kind of sucks. So Something on the Yankees and Nats, the MLB Network, uh, the schedule release show brought to you by Camping World, they called it Soto versus Glaber, which I enjoyed that. Two young stars. I'd, everyone's talking about Cole versus Scherzer, but get the young guys out there. I'm okay with that. Um, and I, I think... I, I don't know. The the only thing I, I think the Yankees were a storyline last night. I know we try not to be Yankee centric, but You do? Uh, what's I've I've never brought it up. You always bring up Jeter and how 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 good he is in different ways. But are they the other stat that came out last night was the Yankees best sixty game stretch and their worst. 
The Yankees' worst sixty-game stretch last year, they were thirty-seven and twenty-three. Their worst. So I mean, are are we starting to get in Looney Tune area? Are you calling for that fifty burger, Trev? Look, they're a good team. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I said this before. They're they're one of the best teams in the league. I don't know what else you want me to yeah. say except guess what? That was last year. No one cares about last year. Doesn't matter. Do we? I kind of got lost in my thoughts, so I just sent Yankee stuff at you. Do we think we're gonna get like a hyper lucky team this year? Yeah, because it, what does and that obviously mean? it's sixty game schedule and all that. But you know, when you look at the front half of teams' rotations and the second half of teams' rotations, you get very different teams. You know, if you're the team that plays the Cardinals three times and each time you get Jack Flaherty, that sucks. There's going to be a team that plays the Cardinals three times and doesn't get Jack Flaherty. Is there going to be some team that just they get the four and five man of every team and they they end up looking pretty good? I had I don't know what show it was on. I don't know where it was, Jake, but you and I were discussing schedules and what's going to be a good what's going to be good and what's going to be bad. And it was way farther going. I think I said some team's going to win forty five. Like I said, some team is going to go out of their mind and just crush it. And now that I'm thinking about, like, if you're out, you're what's the point of playing? Studs are probably going to opt out because they can opt out with no repercussions, which leaves a lot of space for some teams to rack up wins. I think we might have some runaways, like runaways, and I don't think it's going to be a lucky team. Like, I do think the cream of the crop will still rise here. I don't know. But I was looking at the Mariners. It's a good point. Mariners record last year. Well, what, what, how did they start out? 18 and 2, I think. <laughs> Some silly. Something sustainable. Yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 and 2. So if we're saying 37 wins get you to division, does that even matter? Can you start out 13 and 2? Like, so what did they do by game 60? I think they were like <laughs> right Probably around 500. Under, it's like 500, they did like the opposite. Yeah, they were like, 25 and 35. So I'm kind of oh over goodness. the crapshoot aspect of this season. I do oh. think the good teams will be good and the bad teams will be bad. You never yeah, know. We, yeah, that's only assuming we have full rosters for everybody throughout the year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you, it's hard to play the game if you can. Okay. If you're, so this was a point I wanted to bring up to you guys. The COVID injured list. What the fuck is it called? Yes. COVID the, list. The CIO. It's called the Secret Association of Sickness. Joe West isn't going to be part of that. Apparently. Sass. No way. Joe no. West's not going to hurt Joe West. No, Joe West. All right, stop. We don't want to talk about Joe Can't West. Can't wait to have him on. We love umpires on this show. Yeah. But we Joe love West Dale Scott. We love Dale Scott. He needs to relax. Um, so what I was thinking was you have to – you test positive. Let's just say – I always just say Garrett Cole because it makes you guys mad. Just say Garrett Cole test positive. Okay. okay. And then he has to have two negative tests spaced out 24 hours or something like that. But typically, let's just say two weeks. Who is he playing catch with those two weeks? His wife. Like he, he's not hurt. He's, wife Amy. He, so he's going to give his wife COVID? He needs to be quarantined. So he can't even – technically – and, and maybe they have figured this out. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. <clears throat> like, what's he going to do for those two weeks? He can't throw a ball to somebody. He can't. I mean, Jake's childhood. Out. Yeah. He's going to throw it against the wall. Just a barn. Okay. You know my childhood oddly well. Uh, <laughs> do you know no, what I'm I, talking about, though? So then it turns into if you're no. take, if you take two weeks off, and then now you have to kind of get your arm back in shape. We're not talking two weeks anymore. We're not talking two weeks. He's back on the mound at two weeks. We're talking three weeks probably. It's half you do, the season. You do. A throw day, a simulated start at the seven-day point. With who? A catcher can wear a protective, like, glove. Are they going like, to do that? That seems very irresponsible would, to me. Let, me. let me ask you the question. If you were running the Yankees and the difference between having Garrett Cole in shape and not was paying some guy to be covered in PPE and catch the ball from him, would yeah. you do All it? Right. So, I mean, I'm just Cashman, saying, I'm asking Cashman how they're going to do podcast, it. Trav. Cashman yeah. listens to podcasts. That's how he hires all his people. That's how he hired Cressy and Tanner Smith. He listens to Talking Yanks. He's told us that. 
Cashman, if you're tuning into this, if you need to wrap myself in bubble wrap and I catch Cole and toss the ball back to him with three gloves on my hand, I'll do it. It's a deal. I just don't think – I'm just – I'm curious. I think obviously there's got to be a way to work around it, but in my head last night I was like, whoa. And this was 10 p.m., Trev. This do you want to hear the sad truth, Trev? Yes. Guys Hurt. are just going to not follow the rules. That's one way to put it, yeah. Seems like you'd get in trouble for that. I mean, I think if you just wear a glove. Do you guys have an explanation? Uh Uh-oh. Trevor Plouffe has gone missing off the face of the universe. We hope he's okay. We're back? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're back. I have no idea where we were. Anyone in the... In the Patreon chat, can you tell us? Oh, they said talking about Boone and testing every two days. Talking about testing every two days and stuff. COVID testing and closing camps. That's where they say we were. We were talking about Garrett Cole. What were they going to do? Right. You said Cash would let you fucking dress the up catcher. in bubble wrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No I'm glove ju- either. Just a guy standing there in bubble wrap. I'm, I'm genuinely asking, what, what are they going to do for these guys? You know. Yeah, like I said when I whispered it, I do think they will just skirt the rules if they want to, if they're in contention, or they or they which is shitty, and I know it's shitty, or they will uh you know, close shut guys down. I don't know, they're man. They're gonna like, find a way to let Garrett Cole throw his bullets, and yeah. I think you know that. So like I mean, DJ LeMay, who's got it right now, I, I would doubt he's just sitting on a couch. Maybe it's as easy as you just, like, these guys come in at odd hours to the stadium and Garrett Cole throws a bullpen into the net. I mean, that's wasn't got, there has got to be what they're going to do. Wasn't there video yesterday of Sano taking soft toss and he has COVID and he was just doing it at his video. house? Yeah, it could be, like I said, something as easy as buying him a net, giving him baseballs and say, throw, throw, son. Draw the draw the square on the barn, man. Carry wood. Yeah, or go uh, rookie of the year style and start throwing laundry detergent into the washing machine. Or that. Or little giants. You take the TP and you throw it across the supermarket aisle into the cart. Little Giants is a great movie, Trev. Thank you for dropping that. I love Little Giants. But yeah, that's just funny to me to think. Like you go on this COVID list and you're not supposed to be around anybody, but somebody got to get your work in. You're gonna get your work. They're going to figure it out. Six feet apart, PPE, done. Bang. Dude, I'm... I'm <sighs> say it, kids. Nah, say you don't, you it. You're so close to saying it. You don't want, me to, so say no. you don't want me to say it. Let's hear you say it. I'm rooting for some opt-outs in Toronto. Jeez. Now we're Yankee Homer oh, Pot. That's... <laughs> come you on. Wanna- Play the best. Come on. Like, you if Ryu's beat, like, screw this, I'm done after the, the first month, Yankee Dude. fan and me be like, okay, cool. I mean, I don't think Ryu, like, Ryu's a good pitcher, but the Yankees lineup is suited very well to go ahead Handsome. and beat up on I, ju- I want him to. I want it to be easy. Hey, do you think the Orioles are still going to hit the under? Because I think the Orioles are going to get trounced. Oh, yeah. It's my, it was my lock of the year, bet of the day, and Paul Goldschmidt, two for the kids. God, I love that. You know, I told you guys I went and got myself a book, and none of those prop bets are listed, so I got to figure something out here. Jim, know what I'll get you running on because this will excite you, but I, I think I've stumbled into a segment. And we referenced the Mariners before because they had their hot start, but everyone knew they sucked. Like, it, it was no secret. The, the 60 games, yes, the cream should rise the top, but there will also be that second tier of teams that we've been talking about, whether it's... Um, you know, the if you like the Phillies, if you think the D-backs are good, if you think, you know, kind of these second-tier teams, the Cincinnati Reds, it looks like they have two of their first three series against the Tigers. So, like, again, I, I think if you start spinning things, if, if the Reds can stay in it and get some wins with their arms... You know, I, I can spin that, and I, I think it's those second-tier teams. That's a lot of pressure on the Reds. Tigers are pressure-free. They don't care about anything. Sure. If the Reds don't beat up the Tigers. And it could also fall off very quickly, too. Like, see, that's that's a scarier situation for me 
if the Yankees were to open up with seven games in the first ten versus the Orioles, it'd be like, oh, shit. I hope we start hot because there is no excuse if we don't go six and one here. So if I'm a Reds fan, I'm happy, but I'm also kind of nervous. Yeah. That's how my brain works. I like that the Yankees start against the the National League where it's like, eh, you know, hopefully we go over 500. I'm not going to sweat it. There's still 30-man rosters. There's going to be some five-and-fly stuff. At least all the five-and-fly trip through the rotation isn't against the AL East. I'm very happy about that. How much do you guys put in – like how much weight do you put on – and I, God, I, I feel so bad because I keep referencing this. I feel like I'm going to – it's going to come to fruition. Um, but a guy like your starter, say like you said, the Blue Jays, they lose Ryu. Or the Yankees, they use Cole. Or the Nats, they lose Scherzer. Like, what does that do to your team? Like, what does that do to your playoff odds? It's got to it's gotta impact it tremendously. So, the ma- I mean, the main concern for me, if I'm a GM or a manager, it's like my guys, my horses – you know, like I'm picking the uh, Rays to be World Series champ, and you got Morton, Glass, now and Snow. I am taking those guys aside and saying, "Listen, don't do anything stupid. Like, do whatever you can to stay healthy, because other guys are not going to be, other teams are not going to be doing that. Like, let's make sure we're the one team that has you guys for the whole season. Like, do you think like that makes that big of a difference throughout the season if you just if you lost your guy?" Yeah, when we when we had uh, Booney on a press conference, we asked him, or someone else asked him about saving guys and being conservative, and he kind of flipped my whole brain on it. He was like, this season, more than ever, you have to go slow at the beginning because an injury, if a pitcher has to miss two weeks, that's a huge chunk of the season. If they have to miss a month, that's half the year. So if anything, you have to make sure an injury doesn't happen at all more so than uh, making sure you come out of the gates as hot and as fast as possible. Which kind of what you're, is what you're saying, right, yeah. Jeff? Like, you almost need to be a little more babyish in the first two weeks. Dude, I would be hiring personal assistants for these guys and just say, you guys are going to quarantine together, and your job, sir, is to make sure this guy doesn't do anything stupid. You, you're going you're gonna to make sure he has his mask at all times. You're going to make sure he's washing his hands a ton of the time. Like, you need to have that assurance, especially when you're, you know, you're these a lot of teams rely are going to be relying on the tops of their rotation to bring him to the postseason. Here, it's it's about you know lim- limiting exposure, right? You know, you've you've got normal injury concerns, but you've also got a you know COVID could take you out for two weeks instantly. And what does that done do to your performance? What does that do to your rhythm, et cetera, et cetera? So, Trev, I think I found the angle for you. And you've been kind of dancing around this topic a little bit, but I think I've got it even better for you. You know what you need? You need young guys. <laughs> now we're talking my language. <laughs> got, got BBD good with that one. All right, so you need young guys who are single and they're responsible. Because that means they're not coming in contact with their family. Because if you have a family, those people are going in there, getting in contact with other people, and that brings it up. So, you know, I, I don't know enough about Jack Flaherty's dating life, but a guy like him, you know, he's going back to an apartment, in theory, by himself in St. Louis. So he can go back, get the food delivered. We've you had know, that turn, talk. Turn, yeah, exactly. So I, maybe that can be your angle, the 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 young single guy, which we we've heard how much you swoon for that. Um, maybe that's the angle to take this year. I, I, yeah, I mean, look, if you that obviously best case scenario is just by yourself, like you said, like if you have family and and they're going to the grocery store or whatever, like there are chances that they get infected, you're going to get infected. That's going to be. We we said this probably like four or five times now on this episode. That's the biggest, you know, pitfall for these teams is like if and when these guys get tested, like it's going to affect our team. So we need to be as diligent as possible to make sure our horses are on the damn field. Because mm. one one COVID case at the wrong time, man, it derails your season. Especially like in the to- postseason. My God, can you imagine, dude? Mm. Postseason teams are going to act differently. Can you imagine if, you, if it comes out, the Yankees have clinched, they go in, it's like 
two days before and somebody comes and it's like, dude, they're they're essentially done. Judging Glaber. <laughs> like crazy, man. Yeah. I think we're going to see that, unfortunately. You don't ever want to wish that upon teams, but it's the reality is we're going to have guys test positive and it's going to affect mean, the season dramatically. I wouldn't be surprised for playoffs when playoffs get here if you see teams make their own stuff. Like guys have to like stay in hotels or something like that because uh, we're talking about we're we're talking about dudes being irresponsible when hey there's a giant luck factor to it too, but also I, I mean Trevor imagine if it was you who you're in the playoffs and you're getting told that you're now out like you would be devastated I assume. Um, oh my gosh, dude! Like, not only f- uh, you know it's it do- doesn't even need to be said, but for yourself, but letting down your twenty five other teammates because you you know went to Seven Eleven to get a candy bar or whatever. Like, I just think that pressure is going to be so much on guys that around playoff time, dudes just won't. I have such the opposite opinion. Okay, and it's just cynical. I think once playoffs comes and some guy says I have corona, they're gonna be like, "No, you don't. Get on the mound." Like Ooh, I, I think scandal, it's baby. The, I, but I mean, if we're being honest, which way do you think they're All actually right, gonna here, lean? Here's the deal, boys. Have a good game out no. there. Just nobody get too close to Judgey today, okay? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That is lawsuit. You know that <laughs> yeah. is that is so bad. They can't do that. They literally I'm, cannot. They've do been that. doing phantom IL shit for. This is different, years. dude. Like seriously, can I know you it's imagine? different, but I mean, if you're in the postseason, I, I love the campy. They're gonna make everyone. It's wholesome. They're yeah. gonna care about everyone's health as much as possible. I don't buy it at all. I think they're gonna be like, "Hey, judge, just don't fucking cough in right field." Oh, we loud lost. enough for a fan to hear you. We lost that sample again. Yeah, it's fucking Fourth of July. No, but again, they can't. Somehow. That's the thing is, they can't play unless they show the positive or negative. Or the negative. To who? Yeah, they can't. Results. You know. Yeah. You know. There's it's, fake dicks in, for piss tests. No, Trev. They're, there's they're, fake. There's fake dicks for piss tests. Trev. They well, you don't piss. Wizenator. I just, tell that to someone, forty years ago, about they'd probably be like, "There's no way to skirt a piss test," and then someone invented a, a fake. Ooh, dick. the old spit in my mouth so I can spit. We've seen these two sides, the PA, MLB, <laughs> go at each other for no reason at all. Can you imagine if some if if the MLBPA found out that they were hiding a positive COVID test. Oh, the players Holy. are in on it. I don't have the players being like, you know, out. The players are in on it. I say no, no. chance that happens. That's it's yeah. it's not. It's way too risky for. These it would teams. be very bad if you were to be saying what I was saying. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can be cynical and say that, but I I think in this instance, in most instances, I totally agree with you, Jim. Shady shit happens all the time. I just think there's too much liability here to to be doing that. I mean, literally, guys would. I I mean, they'd have to they'd have to fire the entire organization from top to bottom if that happened. Every it never, single it would ev- never come out. This is the way for the players and owners to finally yeah, come together. Yeah. This hey, could yeah. this will hey, save us from Alice the Cor- next Alice Cora was won a World Series. He was riding high, and then shit came out. Some some idiot got on his computer. And did a mock up of what they were saying, and it'll be like the, the David games. Wells perfect game, the Doc Ellis LSD game. You know, you know, I was high when I did that. It's like oh, I mean, it I would have to be so a, <laughs> a top to bottom organization, almost mm-hmm. you know, willing to break the limits as one. And I and just you don't, don't think you'll that. ever see that yeah. in baseball. It's not something that happens in baseball. So it'll come out though. That's what we've seen time and time again, Good. baby. Like I said, I, you got I, some guy named John Boy making sure that you're never going to have a job in baseball again. Mm. Yeah. Are you the most famous the one, Yankee fan? You and Jake, are you guys the like no non- Billy Chris Billy Crystal okay. Chris Rock, Adam Sandler Giuliani? I didn't know Adam Sandler was a Yankee fan, so there you go. Yeah, well, I listen to you guys on the podcast all the time, and you you're, know, a Trevor, top, you're a Minnesota. top. You're a top five Yankees. John Boy's big, dude. When you start going into like the picture of baseball, it's kind of spooky. Oh, and this is actually more fun, and it'll make you less not like about the. You're one of the actual most hated people in the city of Houston. That's kind of yes. nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever even been like to that. Houston? <laughs> I, 
What? Have no. you ever been there? This is great. You're no. like they Too never hot. even step foot in there. I like, mean, I, I, I'd like to say I'll probably go to Houston, but I hope I don't, just because it's too hot. Like, Can you imagine just regular season, like fans in the stands, and someone's like, "That's John Boy," and then he whispered to his friend, and all of a sudden, the whole stadium knows yeah. you're there. It would be, be dangerous for you. That'd be cool to get booed on the jumbotron. Like if I was oh, in a you suite. Wouldn't. Yeah. You know you we say have that. In. You've been booed before. It's not a good feeling. No, it's it's <laughs> terrible. I was thinking about doing that for the office vlog, the behind the scenes. Like if we no. just did a boo week on someone. <laughs> Trevor, we we senior year of college, we lived in a house. It was like three different apartments, but in it was one, one house. house, and all of our dudes were in it. So it was basically eleven guys in one house. And so one week we started like booing one of our friends every time he came in a room. And so then we tried mixing it up on people, and it happened to Jim. It happened to me. But the first time you get booed, man, that's a it's, bad yeah. feeling. It's like you just walk warfare. into the living room, and everyone would be watching like a, a game, and our buddy Taylor would come in, and as soon as he stepped foot in the room, like ten guys would be like, "Boo!" And they're like, "We were joking." And then we we. And then yeah. he was kind of sad, so we were like, "Let's try it out on yeah, each we'll other." Yeah, we'll mix it up. And then when it came to us, we we're like, "Fuck, that sucks." Yeah. What yeah. was the loudest you've ever been booed? Do you know? Um, I had a tough game at shortstop mm. and I don't remember the specifics of it, but I, I botched a ball like with Joe Nathan trying to close a game out. We were already a really bad team. I got booed very loudly in Minnesota. I mean, a couple times it happened, but that one in particular yeah. was tough. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. It doesn't uh, feel good. Can though. we talk about the Rangers since we're talking about Texas? I got a lot of Rangers thoughts. Rangers thoughts. <clears throat> Lance Lynn, <laughs> Lance, Lynn, Lance Lynn just threw a bullpen, uh, our live simulation game. He got really mad. He was facing Greg Bird. Then our dude Hearn came in. So it was three guys on the Rangers that you know we've had personal conversations with. So I was in. Then the Rangers tweeted at me, so I'm excited. I go to the Rangers' schedule that finally lands me mm-hmm. at the Rangers' schedule for the first time. I'm loving it. Oh, If they can get out to a hot start, their first 10 games – Against the Rockies, the Rockies, the Rockies, the Rockies, the Rockies. Five games against the Rockies. Five gamer versus the Rocks to, to start. start. To, wow. to start. In then, Texas? Yeah. The fucking dude. The the, <laughs> the Rangers burn three of their six off days in July. <laughs> How much does that suck? Mm. They burn they go two games off day, three games off day, two games off day. The Rangers got to be like, what the hell? Stay fresh. Wait, say that they burn you three off days? In July. Oh, man. They have two off days in August and one off day in September. So that so if they can what? do good against the Rockies, that sucks, man. It's brutal. They, they can do good against the Rockies in Arizona. Then they go for a three-game set against San Francisco. So you got five games against the Rockies, three against San Francisco, Two against Arizona, off days galore, so you can you know rest and relax and all that stuff. Then it gets real where they go Oakland, Angels, Seattle. They can get to a hot start. They don't face Houston until the very end of September. Make so count. I'm I'm hoping that when they get to Houston, those games count. I don't know what to think about the Rangers. To be honest with you, right? There's a lot of teams that are tough reads this year. They're one of them. But that uh, that that three off days in in a span of a week, what is it, oh, ten days? Yeah, I was here. I was, I was saying the Yankees are probably upset because they burn one after one game, but they burn three in their first like six games. That's that's not- insane. That is insane. I'm officially rooting for the Rangers. Oh, the first tour exhibition. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes so much more okay. sense. No, but no, John but, you're, got no got. but you're right though. No, One, you're right. Two. So they still burn three. They still burn three. By the time, well, August third they have one. So I mean, you're talking in a span of ten days. Yeah, so they, they still burn, burn three, three right away. So right I had away. it wrong. They don't do they don't do Colorado five times. They do two exhibition versus Colorado. Everything I said what? still works, even <laughs> though I had that that wrong. They have two off days in yeah, August, but, but they still have three in their first. Eight games. Eight games. But eight yeah. games, they have three off days. That's stupid. That's dumb. That sucks. And anyway, and then I I was on the Rangers Twitter account. I didn't know that Roughnet Odor was bald. 
How about that? Did you? Yeah. It's, I remember it's talking a about a tough looking guy and then yeah. to mm. have that under the hat. Say that to his face. <laughs> no, punch me. Dare you. Sock me right in the face. Yeah, he's not going to win any beauty pageants. He's not going to make my list of hottest guys yeah, in the show. Yeah, that's fair. I'll allow that. People are excited I about actually, your list of hottest guys in the show. I've been um, asking people to help out because I, you know, I know some guys. I don't know everybody though, so sure. I need, I need, I want to get different opinions. So I had the the ladies down from um, Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're wearing MBE. a shirt. Are you not? Wearing I think a it's shirt? affiliated, uh, kind of. Yes and no. Okay. Well, I asked them to help out, and they sent me over a list, and I thought it was pretty, pretty bad. Ooh. So now I'm thinking my definition of good looking is probably different than, yeah. you know, theirs, or, and maybe that's a good thing. Wait, who did they send over? I missed that. You? Do you want me to send over their list? Do you have it to talk about? Let's list? do a I quick. Do. Send me a list. Quick run through. We'll do. We'll do yes or no. Instant reaction. Scale of one to ten. Johan Camargo, which I didn't know. I don't know this guy, but he's a brave. So it makes yeah, well, sense they're Braves them. fans. They're gonna love pretty this good segment. looking guy. Did they do like pretty all Braves, guy. or are we just starting no. with Johan Camargo? Okay. <laughs> if they did all Braves, because then I was gonna say you got God. <laughs> um, Camargo, yeah, he's cute. Uh, well, when you Google Johan Camargo images, Dansby Swanson comes up, which seems like a cheat. Yeah, code. I mean six three. Uh, Dansby's the play he, in Atlanta. Yeah, if, if, if you, not if, Culberson. If each team gets one guy, Camargo's not cracking the roster for the Braves. They he's seem to have cute. some affinity he's for this cute. guy. So okay. he's cute. Uh, not hot. Number two, you guys will like, but I, I uh, disagree with it. Uh, Tommy Canley. Oh Canley. well, he's got a nice ass. <laughs> T- Canley's got great legs. <laughs> Tommy tight pants. So you would have liked to see right. B- BBD had a nice lean in the corner and was like, "Yeah, I get it." He wouldn't crack my list. They're it. 0 for two with me. These uh, I get yeah, the I'm angle. A, I get the angle. I'm not Emily. a fan of that because and I also I also think there's different levels to like hot. So like yes. job security, like contract Ooh. situation, how good you are. A lot of it, different things. If your if your sister brings home Tommy Canley, you're not happy. In the nicest way to Tommy. Well, he's just so loud. He probably chews with his mouth open and stuff like that. He's a friend of the pod. He's been friend, on the yeah. pod. Yeah. I mean, he'd be fine right. saying yeah. that. He would love that. I'm gonna go through Mary. these a little quicker. Uh, so this is Chris by Bryant, anyone, which I get. Yeah. Since we're Giving people their list, we'll give them a proper shout out. It's Marla, Emily, and Ashland. They have a podcast called Bandsplain Baseball Elsewhere. Very active on Twitter. Brian's hot. It's seven eight. Who's who is this? Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Oh yeah, three. yeah, it's yeah. The eyes. It's got the, the eyes. eyes. He's got a good yeah. jaw. He's line. what Zac Efron thinks he looks like. Mm. But Zac Efron's five eight. Chris Bryant's what six three. Mm. Girls don't. I care would say Zac Efron's probably a better looking guy. But yeah, the height thing. The, girls place. Girls don't care about height. <laughs> no, not at all. No. <laughs> uh, for Fernando Tatis Jr., not really on that one either. He's young. I see. He's young. young. I like that about him, obviously. Yeah. This is the one that really got me. This is <laughs> the one that really got me. <laughs> I'm not into Tatis Jr. I am. I'm not either. I am. He's a, He has the intangibles, but the actual looks, I'm not into. I'm into it. Um, Francisco like- Cervelli? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Get out of here with that one. That's the Francisco one that Cervelli is the guy your mom brings home after her <laughs> divorce, and you're like, no fucking way, mom. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I looked at him today and I actually showed a picture of him to my wife Olivia, and mm. she kind of gave me one of these, like, you know, like it's not he's not a classically handsome dude. Francisco Cervelli should not be on the hot boys of summer list. You guys are out of your mind. And then the rest He's I kind of dangerous. I got, love Cervelli. Yeah. Okay. You ever seen him crab walk across his grass, Trev? I have. I have not. Oh, my I God. I don't think it changes my opinion on <laughs> yeah, his looks. Yeah, show Olivia that maybe. video. <laughs> All right. Uh, then the rest I kind of agree with. I'll go quickly. Okay. Arenado, uh, Luis Robert, Jake Arrieta, who I agree with. Um, okay. He's like the old eccentric like um, sugar daddy. That's what I would categorize him as. Rich dude, got a good bod. I see Arietta's look. I get that. That's a different. Manly. Very it's a different manly. taste. Yes. Yeah, he's got like a 
Belzerian vibe. What's that guy's name? A little bit. Yeah, but he's way cooler than yeah him. So uh, points for that. Uh, Hosmer and Lindor yep. round out their top ten. Yeah, Hosmer. I mean, chicks love Hosmer. There's no doubt about it. He's tall. He's got a good smile, and he's like that energetic dude. Like he just walks into a room, you're like, oh, there's Jared Hosmer. Love that. So. Not but then they're honorable mentions. So you mentioned Swansby and Charlie Culberson, and they re- they refer to them as Swanberson. Yeah. So they combine the two. They look so similar. But any list that doesn't have Danny Dansby Swanson, that's a tough one for me to say. Dansby Swanson in the top five is not a good list for me. I'm so a I'll be coming out with my list. I'm a sucker for Matt Olson, man. He's kind of got a, a little Whoa. bit of a younger Braun look going on. I think you guys know who my number one is. I don't think there's any debating it. Really, if you just broke it down, like the best-looking guy in the big leagues right now is Max Kepler. Yeah, you are big on that. Not, it's not even really up for debate. So, Agree to disagree. Who's your number one? Jake likes Austin Hedges. Yeah, Hedges is really hot, but he's like on the fringe now. <laughs> is that Cervelli? Yeah, That's Cervelli. I mean, you look at that. You're he's not making your list. Cer- we gotta uh, have a talk, dude. Yeah. Cerve- I mean, Cervelli is just the best, though. That's the main problem. I, it's just the best. Can you give me your number one, Jake? I think you were going to. And- that's how you. That's how you keep the people coming back, Trevor. We're gonna save that for next time. Mm. Okay. I will say this is active players too. Like obviously, I know a, lady, a lot of ladies are going to want to put me on their list. Right. Not active anymore. Well, and that's that's my th- like Austin Hedges is a really good looking dude, but I I don't even know where he's at with the Padres right now. And I loved what you said. Like I think there's something to a level of hotness of you know having your position locked down. And what about Bryce? Like Bryce can look pretty good sometimes. It's a look. Oh, this has Syndergaard on there. He tweeted at me the other day, but I'm not there. Oh, dude, Longoria, come on. Ooh. I like Longoria. Yeah. He's he's another guy that kind of fits that Jake Arietta mold, sugar daddy. Like he's made the big bucks. He's got the stature, which a lot you know you want to <laughs> break it down. That's kind of a big thing for at least what in you, my experience. What do you mean? This stupid website has Clayton Kershaw on here. <laughs> it's just not a thing. Cole Hamels, that's what I was looking for. Oh, well, my God, this good. website also has Daniel Murphy, and I'm off this website. Yeah, Kershaw and yeah, Murphy are the hottest guys in baseball? Eat that's why I wanted butt. to make a definitive list. I know, Jake, you, you did that last year. I, didn't, I did I last didn't year. Know. I think the article has been taken off the website, which makes sense. Yeah, we sense. changed our website, so it all got sense. lost. Well, if you want to participate oh, with me, I will, be, I will be doing my list soon. We uh, And I can't take full credit. I do have to give this to the, crap, the chat, but... Um, Samuel Archila, uh, the number one person that I think, you know, you could put him on your hot list. He's the number one person that I'd be fine with my sister bringing home for the holidays. It's Cole Tucker. Oh, Cole. Yeah. I haven't even thought about Cole Tucker. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. He's got he's a full package. Yeah, everything. He needs a, he needs a little bit more dough, a little bit more service time for me because I, it's you coming. know, I'm, you are a service I'm looking time to marry guy. up. You are a service time guy. Is Soto cute? Juan? No, he's not. No, he kind of looks 40. Yeah. I can kind of give my like top three or four if you want me to just do that. Um, real quick, it's going to be <laughs> Nobody Max Kepler. Asked. Nobody asked. Okay, Max Kepler. <laughs> Nobody Max inquired. Kepler, you know. Um, yeah. I actually think Tim Anderson's a good-looking dude. I think he needs to be yeah. included on there. I just kind of, The whole vibe is there for yeah. me. Um, little Southern Swanson's, Dansby, Dansby Swanson's going to be on there for sure. He's kind of got that whole thing going as well. Um, and then I had, I think the last list I put out, my man crush list, um, had Longoria and Arietta on it as mm. well. There is one huge miss thus far, and I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Jack? <laughs> is that is that's that Gollum? <laughs> that's Birch Smith. Schmeagel, Schmeagel before he became Gollum. It's Birch Smith, and he's my favorite player in MLB history. 
Oh, no God. I can't do Birch Smith. Yeah, I was going to say Birch Smith, Altuve, Sandoval, all the, a lot of, a lot of different angles. Bart. All right. Ooh. All right. Tyler Wade's pretty attractive too. Tyler Wade. Interesting. It's tough for me to include him because then, because you're adjacent to him. Right. Essentially, it means you're on the list. I don't know what you think. You would. So. <laughs> okay, we'll end the show there. Jake confidently saying that Trev would bang him. <laughs> Late nights in the RV. Late nights in the RV. It didn't happen. <laughs> the music is playing.